Hello, I'm Teresa Puckett, parent guide and harmonizer and founder of Relational Parents, where we take the baffling challenges that we encounter with our children and use them to create more joy and peace in our families. How do we do it? By waking up to our own power to guide and relate to our amazing children. Welcome to the podcast. So happy that you're here today. Hi, it's T, and today I'm really excited to talk to you about how perfect. There's so many different ways to say that, right? How perfect. How perfect. And we are going there. And this is going to result in my sharing two very important, very special positive discipline tools with you that, uh, quite frankly, I'm stunned that I haven't shared in an episode before this, but we're going there today. So, uh, so that's great. So the first thing I want to just acknowledge is you know, did you ever say to somebody, oh, I'm so busy, so busy. Things are so busy. Of course, if you haven't said that, um, you're one of very few. I've said it. We hear it all the time. We wear busy like a badge, right? As a society, we certainly do, whether or not you personally do. And the other thing, another thing that I hear a lot is, well, I'm just never happy unless it's perfect, or I'm such a perfectionist, some flavor of perfectionism. And I, I want to unravel that a little bit here with you today. If we really are not satisfied unless something is perfect, we're never going to be satisfied, right? Because nothing is ever absolutely perfect. And even if it is in one moment, in the next moment, it changes or idea, our idea of what is perfect might change. So things are never going to be picture perfect. And when we're not satisfied unless they are, then we're impossible to satisfy. There are so many ways that we could go with this, but we're focusing on what that means for us as parents. As parents, we are modeling for our children all the time, whether we know it or not, whether we like it or not. We're modeling behavior, we're modeling energy, and there is an energy of dissatisfaction. There is an energy of something, no matter how good things are going, something is always wrong. There is an energy about that. And I promise you that if you are a person who cannot feel satisfied until things are perfect, your definition of perfect, that is something you're modeling for your kids. Now, how they receive that is a different, you know, is completely different, but you're modeling that for your kids it's an energy, okay? 
another piece of this is that really from a, a scientific standpoint, I mean, you can pick up any book on, um, on brain development or brain responses, neurochemicals. When we are in like deep imperfectionism, it keeps us in a stress response. It keeps our brains in a stress response. So you might've heard of it as fight, flight, or freeze. That is the stress response. Some flavor of either fight or flight or freeze, meaning like avoidance or ignoring, just putting something off to the side, pretending it's not there. There's all kinds of um, downstream effects of the stress response in our body. Our cells are being fed different nutrients, different neurochemicals if we are in a stress response versus if we are in a state of better relaxation. And I'm not talking about, you don't have to be like a Buddhist monk up on the top of a mountain. <clears throat> but when we do some deep breathing, it does activate different parts of our body. It does send messages to our brain that we're safe. It doesn't send a message that you're Buddha and that you're in some kind of amazing enlightened Zen state, but it sends a message that you're safe. And it sends a message that those stress response neurochemicals, the adrenaline, the cortisol are not needed. And so your cells can relax a little bit. Your cells can get some other neurochemicals, some better ones, endorphins or serotonin or whatever, Whatever is going on for you is going to send a different one. But the point is it won't be those stress ones. And so right now, before I share a couple of positive discipline tools and techniques that you can use for with your children, what I'd like for us to do together. Now, if you're driving, you're not going to be able to close your eyes. So do your best with whatever you're doing at the moment. But if you're able to, and what I'd like for you to do is close your eyes and put your hands, if you can sit and put your hands on your thighs or your knees, or if it feels good on your belly and on your heart. And we're just gonna take a couple, maybe three, deep breaths, really inflating your belly. And then let it out slowly. And if you can, if you're not in a place where you're wearing a mask, you can exhale nice and deep and slow through your mouth. Again, in and out. All right, last one by yourself. Okay, so you can rotate your shoulders back and down, just soften a little bit, okay? Even if you feel the teeniest bit different, it's a difference, your body knows that it's safe. You're still you, 
Let your body and your cells know that you're safe. Now, we're talking here about perfectionism and the fact that it's impossible. Nobody is perfect. Nothing can be perfect. And even if it feels perfect for a moment, it's not going to feel perfect for very long. So the two, to I have two tools from positive discipline. One is around mistakes, right? The opposite of being perfect is that we make mistakes. Everyone does on a daily basis. Some of us on an hourly basis. Okay, so I'm just going to read to you from this card and then I'll, I'll talk a little bit about it. So it says mistakes, and this is one of the positive discipline tool cards. See mistakes as opportunities for learning. Respond to mistakes with compassion and kindness instead of shame, blame, or lectures. Now, I'm going to challenge us, and I say us, myself included. I'm challenging you, I'm challenging me to respond to ourselves with kindness and compassion when we make mistakes instead of shame or blame. And if you respond with shame or blame, don't make that wrong. That's something that's wired into you right now. Doesn't have to be permanent. So respond to that shame feeling, that blame feeling, that guilt that you're laying on yourself respond to that with compassion okay that's the doorway whatever you can respond to with compassion that's going to progress you in this direction of seeing mistakes as opportunities because it's one thing to say it and it is quite another thing to come from that place in the moment of your day okay Second thing on the card, when appropriate, and this we're talking about a child, you can tell now, when appropriate, use curiosity questions to help your child explore the consequences of her choices. And again, I'm speaking directly to you and myself. We can do that with ourselves. We can use curiosity questions wow, what was it that made me say it in that way? I thought, I thought this. Is that true? Use curiosity questions with compassion, right? Not with judgment, not with expectation. It's a great way to start seeing the gift in the mistake right? To start seeing it in a different light. And then the last thing on this card says, during dinner time, invite everyone to share a mistake that they made during the day and what they learned from it. Now, I love that. Love that. Depends on how old your kids are. Um, if your kids are older teenagers, you know, and this is the first thing that you're, you know, you're, you're diving in, depending on the energy, depending on their energy, depending on where they are, that might not be the best way in to a dinnertime conversation. It might be, you know, you starting. And even if your kids are really small, 
probably best to see mom or dad starting with admitting a mistake. That's huge, right? Wow, I want to share with you something that happened to me today. It went a different way than I thought, and I was really surprised and not in a good way. And this is what I did. And then I thought later about this, and maybe you already took action that you could share, or maybe you didn't, and maybe you can share what you're planning to do, or you could ask for suggestions, what, whatever is appropriate. So, so that's mistakes. And then this, I love, it goes very well with mistakes. It's another positive discipline tool called the three R's of recovery. And you're recovering from a mistake, right? So these go together really well. It says, making mistakes isn't as important as what we do about them. Because everyone is going to make mistakes. It's how we address it. What do we do afterwards? How do we feel, think, behave? What action do we take after? So use these steps, these three R's of recovery after you've had a chance to cool off. So if you're still in that stress response, in that ah, fight, flight, or freeze, whatever it is for you, that's where those deep breaths can come in. That could be one way that you cool off and that you get into a, a different state out of fight, flight, or freeze. So once you're out of fight, flight, or freeze, then the steps are, first R is recognize, right? Recognize the mistake with a feeling of responsibility instead of blame. Take responsibility, personal responsibility for what it is that you did or said or put in motion. That's the first R. Second R, reconcile. Reconcile by apologizing. And it, it's been my experience on the card. It also says children are so forgiving. They really are much less apt in general to hold a grudge and make you pay and all of that than the average adult say is because we've just kind of grown that way and grown in that direction and had more of a chance to kind of harden and get cynical and skeptical and all that. Children are so forgiving. So that can be a very nice experience when you apologize and like, that's okay, mom. Number three, Resolve the third R, resolve the problem by working together on a respectful solution. Love, love that. Because it's one thing to recognize a mistake and reconcile and apologize. And I don't know if you have had the experience of someone in your life who has had a pattern and eventually they recognize it and then they recognize it and they've kind of accepted it as a part of who they are. So they'll recognize it and apologize regularly, but they don't really resolve it. Like they're, they're not taking the responsibility in such a way and, and feeling it enough and in that way to go and resolve it. And that is 
a message that you can, you know, you, you can um, live out that dynamic. And then we go back to what we model for our kids, right? Are we wanting to model that? Like, it's okay as long as you say you're sorry and you there's no responsibility for you to really think through, like, let's be creative. How can we resolve this so it works for everyone if it's a recurring kind of situation? So I do, uh, I do love that as well. So we talked about how perfectionism is not really serving us. It's impossible to be perfect. It's impossible for something to be perfect. And so being able to be satisfied is something that is a much uh, more productive thing to model for our kids energetically. And if we can be, that will help keep us out of the fight, flight, or freeze. We can, we're going to go more into that in another episode. But knowing that nothing is perfect, that we all make mistakes, these are some wonderful tools. Just recognizing that and those three R's for recovery. I would love to hear your experience with this. I will see you soon, I hope. Bye for now. If you enjoyed this podcast and something resonated for you, I invite you to go get my new free parent energy tuning series. The free series includes 11 video shorts for greater connection with your child. Get it today at relationalparents.org forward slash parent energy tuning.